What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we're going to talk about a little bit more CIA fuckery. We are also going to talk about seed oils and the fact that the American Heart Association was paid off by Procter & Gamble to say that heart disease is caused by saturated fats, not seed oils. The whole seed oil thing is a crazy conspiracy theory, not even a theory, fucking conspiracy straight up in itself. The whole food system in the United States is just garbage. Half of it is just poison. Probably more than half of it is fucking poison. So we're going to talk about that a bit and maybe some other little side rants. You know how we roll. All right, sit back, get ready for this. We are going to start off with some CIA news. Apparently, former CIA officer Joshua Adam Schultz was sentenced to 40 years in prison for espionage and child pornography crimes, which, by the way, I'm thinking that the child porn shit was just kind of thrown in there. Probably not even a real thing because the CIA and our lovely government was pissed that this guy, Josh Schultz, leaked hell of shit to WikiLeaks. U.S. District Court Judge Jesse M. Furman sentenced Adam Schultz for crimes of espionage, computer hacking, contempt of court, making false statements to the FBI, and child pornography. So apparently the CIA guy's theft is the largest breach of data in the history of the CIA. And like I just said, his transmissions of that stolen material was then sent to WikiLeaks. This is a statement from a U.S. attorney who was prosecuting this guy. He said, quote, Joshua Schultz betrayed his country by committing some of the most brazen, heinous crimes of espionage in American history. He caused untold damage to our national security in his quest for revenge against the CIA for its response to Schultz's security breaches while employed there. When the FBI caught him, Schultz doubled down and tried to cause even more harm to this nation by waging what he has described as, quote, information war, of publishing top-secret information from behind bars. And all the while, Schultz collected thousands upon thousands of videos and images of children being subjected to sickening abuse for his own personal gratification. The outstanding investigative work of the FBI, yeah, right, get fucked, fed boy, and the career of prosecutors in the office unmasked Schultz for the traitor and predator that he is and made sure that he will spend 40 years behind bars, right where he belongs. Okay, that was pretty fucking dramatic, Mr. U.S. Attorney. So I'm not saying this guy didn't fucking turn shit over to WikiLeaks, but what I am saying is I would not doubt the U.S. government planted the fucking child porn shit just to, I don't know, add a little fucking more hatred from the public, even though I'm sure most of the public doesn't even fucking know this happened. But as soon as you know child porn is attached to something, people are automatically and, you know, rightfully demonized. But it just kind of makes me think back to the Las Vegas shooting, and the brother of the supposed shooters having fucking hella child porn on like an OG fucking computer. Yeah, didn't didn't buy it then. I'm not buying this child porn shit now. But yeah, fun times. All right, so here's a little bit of background on Schultz. From 2012 to 2016, he was employed as a software developer in the Center for Cyber Intelligence, the CCI, which conducts offensive 
cyber operations, cyber espionage relating to terrorist organizations, and foreign governments. Schultz and other CCI developers worked on tools that were used in, among other things, human-enabled operations, cyber operations that involved a person with access to the computer network being targeted by the cyber tool. In addition to being a developer, Schultz was also temporarily one of the administrators of one of the servers and suite of development programs used to build cyber tools. According to, like, you know, the official DOJ website where this article is published, where I'm getting this information, it basically says that Schultz had been moved to a different department because of some sort of dispute with another developer. And they're saying, I, don't, I mean, obviously, I don't know if this is true, that he abused his administrator privileges. So he was, you know, given a little slap on the wrist, went home, and check this out, transmitted stolen CIA files to WikiLeaks using anonymizing tools recommended by WikiLeaks to potential leakers, such as the Tails operating system and Tor browser. Tor is like dark web shit. So on May 5th, 2016, having transmitted the stolen CIA files to WikiLeaks, Schultz then wiped and reformatted his home computer's internal hard drive. So fast forward a bit to March 7th, 2017, WikiLeaks then begins to publish classified data that had been stolen from the CIA. Between March and November 2017, there was a total of 26 disclosures of classified data from stolen CIA files that WikiLeaks denominated as Vault 7 and Vault 8. The WikiLeaks disclosures were one of the largest unauthorized disclosures of classified information in the history of the U.S., so this is where we're about to get into the child abuse material. In March 2017, the FBI searched Schultz's apartment and they found a desktop computer there. So apparently he had built the computer while living in Virginia, then he transported it to New York in November 2016. The FBI agents, which can't be trusted farther than you can throw them, say they found layers of encryption hiding tens of thousands of videos and images of child sexual abuse material, including approximately 3,400 images and videos of disturbing and horrific child pornography and the rape and sexual abuse of children as young as two years old, as well as images of bestiality and sadomasochism. The Fed boys say Schultz collected some of the files during his employment with the CIA and continued to stockpile child pornography from the dark web and Russian websites after he moved to New York. Let's look at this both ways. Let's say that this dude actually did have all of this fucking child porn shit and was downloading it while he worked with the CIA. Well, I mean, just from some of my research, like the finders and other little black ops, like honey traps, where they fucking get people caught up in child pornography shit, taking pictures, blackmail, that kind of thing. I mean, this would seem right up their alley. So I don't know why they're fucking getting mad about it now. They just got a little boo-boo ouchie because he leaked documents and then they found the child porn. The CIA is all over the fucking child trafficking and the child porn. And they have been for decades. So now they're just going to throw this out there that, you know, they've caught this dude stealing fucking files from the CIA and sending it to WikiLeaks. So let's throw in the child porn thing. And then on the other hand, let's say this dude never fucking had any child porn and these fed boy fucks just planted it, which wouldn't be surprising in the least because they are not to be trusted. Either way, the fed boys fucking suck. 
and they should probably get fucked. So obviously, child porn is not good. Bad, bad. But leaking shit to WikiLeaks, I mean, did it fucking change anything? Did this, did anybody even hear about this guy leaking this shit? I don't think, you know what, when was the last like huge fucking publicized leak? Was it that fucking Amy Manning or fucking whatever the tranny dude name is who leaked all that shit way back in the day? I don't fucking know. But most people don't even, you know, know about this leak. They don't fucking know who this Schult guy is. None of that because they're too busy on the nine to five doing their everyday bullshits. The problem is our government is so fucking shady and has lied to us so many times. I don't fucking believe a word of what any of these assholes say about anyone, especially against somebody that, you know, has claimed that they were going to wage a information war against the U.S. government. I mean, he declared fucking war on the government. And I mean, obviously, everybody with half a brain is going to know what they're going to they're, they're going to come for you, fool. They will come for you, especially if you have access to some of their little secrets. But yeah, they're not to be trusted. None of them. The Fed boys, the DOJ, they're all in fucking cahoots and basically owned by the highest bidder. So since we're kind of on the subject here of fucking child sexual abuse, fucking pedo fucks, all that shit. So check this out. There is a sub on Reddit called RBI. It's the Reddit Bureau of Investigations. And I was scrolling through a couple weeks ago and I saw people talking about something called teen chat, like teens, teenagers and kid chat. And what they were saying, go to any fucking search engine and just type in teen chat, type in kid chat, go in. You don't even have to make a real profile. Go in as a guest, but put your age hell of young. And within like five, 10 minutes, pedophiles will be all over your profile, sending you disgusting, dirty messages. So I was like, okay, this is Reddit. They're probably fucking dumb as shit. So I decided to go check it out. And 100% legit. They were what they were saying was legit. I created a fake profile, put my name as Sarah, that I was 13 years old, went into one of the little chat rooms and immediately started getting direct messages from pedophiles, just being fucking disgusting perverts. And they know what they're fucking doing. They know, like it, it says right fucking top of the screen, name and age, that kind of shit. So, and you're in a literal fucking thing that says kid chat or teen chat. These fucking chat rooms are total magnets for these pedo fucks. But what I want to know is how this is allowed to go on when so many different government agencies and big tech or whatever were able to get together to collude to censor legitimate medical opinions about the Kabobo jab. But these motherfuckers can't go in here and shut down these chat rooms or just fucking go there and spy on these chat rooms and be like, oh, look, pedo fuck, pedo fuck. Let's get their address and go fuck up their lives. That doesn't seem to be a priority, but yeah, that's because we're living in the clown world. But yeah, you guys, I'm not even fucking around. It was within minutes, hella pedo started trying to message me. Try it if you want. Just type in teen chat, kid chat, go in. Don't even make an account. Go in as a guest, but just put your age hell of young and just wait, like type high and then fucking come back 10 minutes later and check your direct messages. It's absolutely disgusting. And imagine like if you're some fucking kid who has no supervision like most kids nowadays and you're just at home fucking around on the internet, you're bored, whatever. And hey, let's go chat with other teenagers, other kids. Do you know how fucking easy that is to create a fucking sex abuse situation or child trafficking situation? But none of these Department of Justice wings or the FBI 
They don't seem to want to stop any of this. They're not fucking dedicating shit to stopping these people. And, you know, you can make reports through the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. You can make the reports online. But as far as if anything is going to be followed up on it, I highly fucking doubt it. I believe years ago, I was pointing out the fact that Instagram, Facebook were allowing straight up child pornographers to have accounts on their fucking site, literally sell child pornography on their site. You could report it 15 times a fucking day and the accounts would still be there. I had to sick all my followers on multiple accounts before they were ever banned. And now, now that the fucking Wall Street Journal published some fucking article about how their algorithms in Facebook and Instagram basically connect other child pornographers with fucking other disgusting pieces of shit. I mean, come the fuck on. What has to be done for this government to take this kind of shit seriously? And even like more to the point, what the fuck parents Watch your motherfucking kids while they're, while they're on the internet. This is like internet one oh motherfucking one. This isn't like the dawn of the internet era where nobody even fucking considered this kind of shit could happen. Everybody knows this shit happens. They know it happens all the time. But no one is trying to cut the head off the snake. They just fucking, oh, not going to happen to my kid. You know, that's only going to happen to kids in big cities. No, the fuck? No, no, it's not. It can happen anywhere. And especially to kids that have no supervision, no fucking person giving them direction, and then add on a fucking apathetic government that doesn't give a fuck what happens to children on the internet. Yeah, it's a recipe for all fucking bad. And it has been for what, two decades now? And nobody can solve this problem, but they can censor whole ass groups of people. Hmm. Makes hella sense, right, guys? But anyway, back to the CIA guy. It could easily have just gone down like this Schultz guy said, hey, CIA overlords, I have proof you guys have child porn on your servers. And that, you know, could be all it takes for these fools then to wrap up this guy in an espionage case and fucking child porn charges. Just back to my original point. You can't trust these motherfuckers farther than you can throw them. They're all fucking liars, psychopaths, sociopaths. So... Take everything with a fucking grain of salt and use some critical thinking when you see or hear shit like this. It's change of subject time. So now we are going to talk about the American Heart Association and the fact they were paid off by Procter & Gamble to say heart disease was caused by saturated fat, not seed oils. So like most other American medical associations, these fucking motherfuckers are totally captured and they do the bidding of anybody with the most money. Procter & Gamble is a huge fucking company. They got hell of money. And they're like, hey, hey, you fucking little doctors that don't uphold your oath. Hey, can you let everybody in America know that uh, eggs are really, really bad and like so is red meat? But seed oil, seed oil is where it's at. So I'm getting a lot of this information. Um, There's a couple articles online, but Nina T. Schultz, who is, I guess her title is quote-unquote science journalist. And just that name makes me like, bitch, what the fuck are you? But she does have some smart things to say, and she basically kind of brings us back through the history of how the American Heart Association based all of this shit about not eating eggs, not eating red meat, on a 1961 flawed study. So there was an article from a journal called Endocrinology, Diabetes, and Obesity. 
that kind of just reviewed the history of the diet heart hypothesis. And it starts, you know, in the late 50s up to the current day. The American Heart Association, which is considered by most to be the leading voice when it comes to heart disease education and awareness, started recommending back in 1961 that people avoid saturated fat and replace it with polyunsaturated vegetable oils, such as soybean oil, rapeseed oil, aka canola oil. So the AHA gets paid off by Procter & Gamble to say that we need to limit saturated fats, eggs are bad, blah, blah, blah. Then the U.S. government decides to adopt it as the official policy in 1980. And after that, governments all around the world, as well as the World Health Organization, decide to adopt this policy as well. So what nobody really knew at the time was the AHA accepted $20 million, that's $20 million in today's money, in funding from Procter & Gamble. And just, I'm sure it's just a little dink that this corporation makes and sells Crisco oil. The AHA recommended that everyone replace butter with a heart-healthy alternative like vegetable oil or Crisco oil. Hmm. After the American Heart Association received the $20 million in today's money, it went from like a small nonprofit group to a national organization that governments listen to. Procter & Gamble funds were the quote, bang of big bucks that launched the group, according to the organization's own official history. Vegetable oils such as Crisco have reaped the benefits of this recommendation ever since, as Americans increased their consumption of these oils by nearly 90% from 1970 to 2014. I was a kid in the 80s and 90s. I remember my mom using Crisco and, you know, margarine because like real butter, they said, was bad. I remember them saying eggs were fucking bad for you. Like, really get the fuck out of here. Humans have been eating eggs for as long as there were humans and birds. So moving back to the clinical trials, and these were from like the 60s and the 70s, they could not find an effect of quote-unquote saturated fats on cardiovascular mortality, total mortality, and for the most part, heart attacks or even events of heart issues. The results from these trials and other studies on saturated fats were ignored and suppressed. Shocking! There's a famous Framingham study that couldn't find any link between saturated fats and heart disease. It was a government-funded result that was never published. This was a government study, the one that found no connection between saturated fat and heart disease. So they get a fucking outcome they don't like and they bury it. So let's fast forward to the late 2000s. Different scientists and journalists started to re-examine saturated fats and restructure the way people talked about butter, meat, and eggs in relation to overall health and wellness. In 2020, there was a dietary guidelines expert committee that found 88% of studies in their own review did not support the idea that heart disease was caused by saturated fat. And yet, the committee ignored this data and claimed, quote, the evidence against saturated fat was strong. Jesus Christ, people, this is why I keep saying do your own research. They fucking know that saturated fats, eggs, red meat, they know this shit isn't bad for you. It's not going to fucking kill you, but their little crony buddies are going to make a killing if they can get the American consumer to buy shit like Crisco and margarine and canola oil, shit that is literal poison. So it's just more big business and government and our fucking health system all intertwined. 
to bend the American public over and fuck them without lube. All for a little money. Shocking. I know. Another little fun tidbit about cutting out saturated fat is the fact that it actually can do harm to your body because you're going to cut out foods that contain key nutrients for maintaining health and having healthy children. So basically all of this shit was cut out of our diets based upon, I don't know, studies on men's health. They never thought, hey, women are different. Children are different. They need different types of nutrition. This shit actually can cause reproductive harm. There are some fertility doctors that actually recommend increasing saturated fat for couples that are having issues having children. Here we are back another way where the fucking government is meddling and fucking with reproductive health and more specifically that of female reproductive health. And speaking of reproductive harm, a lot of vegan diets can also affect reproductive health. And it's because a lot of essential vitamins like B12, iron, essential omega-3 fatty acids are lacking in vegan diets. If you're a female and you're having reproductive issues and you're a vegan or fucking vegetarian or whatever, reintroducing fish and meat into their diet could actually improve their reproductive health. And don't even get me started on the whole vegan fucking thing. I get it. it cruelty to animals, whatever. But there's a show on Netflix called You Are What You Eat. And it's basically just like propaganda for why veganism is so much better for your health and for the environment. But if you read the small print, this fucking shit was actually produced by Beyond Meat, a company that has this fucking like fake ass meat shit that you can buy like fake hamburgers, fake hot dogs. And of course, they're going to throw money at some propaganda ass show on Netflix about why it's so great to be a vegan. So it's like everything else in fucking life. Do your own research. Start somewhere and just do a little bit a day. You don't have to fucking spend hours and hours every week doing research on everything. Just fucking look into shit before you assume you know what's going on. Because a lot of times, as we have learned over the last few years... The science is not science. The science is paid off bullshit. So just kind of know what you're going into when you decide you're going to fucking cut something out of your diet or you're going to do A, B, or C. Because there are so many different factors on what information actually makes it out to the public versus what they know privately and shit that's not published that was found in multiple studies. It's, it's just more clown world bullshit. Since we're on the subject of like health and nutrition, check out this clown world shit. FatCon is Philadelphia's first convention celebrating obesity. Like really, really people, let's, let's celebrate obesity. Some shit that's not healthy, that is fucking all bad for you, but let's celebrate that and propagate other people's mental illness about obesity being fucking a beautiful thing. It's not beautiful. It's, it's unhealthy. It looks bad too. And it's just, it's all bad. And apparently we reached like next level clown world level because there's actually like fat slash obese influencers who like go on the internet, different social media sites and talk about how great it is. They had a whole ass fucking pizza for breakfast and polish it off with a milkshake. Like what in the motherfuck is going on where we're just like, oh, go be mentally fucking crazy and we're going to support you in your craziness. How the fuck does this shit even get started? Absolutely astonishing. 
And now we have fucking NPCs saying shit like, obese is a slur. Even if a doctor or medical professional uses it, their degree doesn't stop it from being a slur. It just gives them the authority to use it without consequence. Motherfucker, obese is a description of some shit that's going all bad in your body and your mind. But let's change it into a slur so no one can fucking just be like, hey, you don't look so healthy. What's going on up there? It's like the same clown world bullshit that goes on with trannies. Like, we have to call you by your made up fucking gender? No, 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 I don't. If you want to be all mentally ill and fucking think you're a goddamn soda can, do you. But I'm not going to participate in your fucking mental illness. Period. Full stop. So now that we've talked about this shit you shouldn't be eating, here are some oils that are actually not going to fucking kill you, like a rapeseed slash canola oil. Try olive oil. You can try avocado oil, and even coconut oil. What you have to do though is just pay attention to what the smoke point of those oils are. So I personally love olive oil and coconut oil. They're healthier. They fucking, they have a good flavor and you can cook all kinds of different shit with it. You can bake with it. You can simmer, you know, saute shit like that. So just look into it. No fucking soybean oil, people. No fucking canola oil. No vegetable oil. That shit is highly processed and it's terrible for your health. And like I said 47 times today, do your own research. And even when you're buying like olive oils or stuff like that in a grocery store, make sure to read the fucking ingredients and that the only fucking ingredient is olive oil and that they haven't like snuck in some seed oils because people do that. And there are a few companies that sell olive oil and they mix this shit in so they can make a bit more of a profit. Shocker. I know. Another good old school technique is cook up some bacon and save that grease. You can reuse that grease and it's fucking delicious. It's not deadly seed oil. And don't let the AMA convince you that you're going to fucking die of a heart attack if you use it. Just fucking try it. I'm telling you, it's delicious. Now we got to talk about Operation Prato, which is going to take us back to 1977 in Brazil. So in the Brazilian rainforest around the town of Colares, a mass hunt for people began that lasted for months. Hundreds of people were injured by mysterious wounds and thousands of people began to panic, forcing the Brazilian government to launch one of the largest military operations. This operation was called Operation Prato. In the years before 1977, the Brazilian army monitored air and sea incursions into its territory. UFOs were constantly monitored on radars, coming out of the sea in formations, and were seen above an inaccessible part of the rainforest. The Brazilian army at the time considered them to be classic military infiltrations, in which unknown forces were trying to establish a stronghold in the middle of the dense rainforests. The years passed and there was no military activity, so the Brazilian army concluded that these were advanced observation aircraft. It wasn't until 1977 that they became convinced that this was no foreign observation aircraft, since the largest UFO hunt had begun. I had never actually heard of this story, but check this shit out. There have been all kinds of these type of sightings in different villages in Brazil. In 1996, the citizens of a small city called Vargahana 
Brazil saw smoking cigar-shaped craft streaking across the sky. Eventually, the craft crash-landed somewhere on the outskirts of the city. The next days were filled with sightings of aliens and an alleged capture of one. There are a bunch of mysteries about this, and it's documented pretty well in Brazilian history. These different 1977 UFO sightings all the way up to this one from 1996. But what I found pretty interesting is these objects seem to be able to fire something like a laser beam, which hit the people below. The rays would pass through solid materials like the roof of a car, the roof of a house, behind walls, and would hit you with extreme precision. They stopped cars, helicopters in the middle of flight, and ships that would run out of energy after the hit. It was physically impossible to escape the objects and their rays. According to a lot of the victim statements, after they had contact with these beams, they would faint and wake up weakened and anemic. Many of them were treated by doctors who spoke openly about it. Dr. Awelade Carvalho, who had personally treated more than 120 patients affected by the laser beams, she said the wounds of the victims would always be on the neck or the chest. In the place of the burned part of the skin, there would be two small parallel holes like bites. After more than 60 days of treatment on 120 patients with identical wounds, the doctor began to report cases to her superiors. But they basically told her nothing strange was happening. Um, yeah, I, I would say it's kind of fucking strange. So this is when the Brazilian army decides to launch Operation Prato. The goal of the mission was not to protect the population or the armed conflict with the aircraft, but to study and document the cases. Many UFO experts believe that the order came directly from the United States, where the U.S. ordered non-interference and prohibited armed conflict. At the head of that action was Colonel Holinda Lima. So this is where it kind of gets fucking right up the CIA's alley. This guy went fucking public in 1997 and gave several interviews confirming the events of the story and personally witnessed contact with aircraft but also physical contact with unknown beings. After him, a thousand other witnesses, including civilians, doctors, soldiers, scientists who claimed that spacecraft are operated by non-human beings. Public pressure was so great that the government decided to release hundreds of documents and notes of Operation Prato, which until then were officially a conspiracy theory. Mm. Documents containing sketches, detailed technical descriptions, witness statements, hundreds of photographs. So, you know, this Colonel, Colonel Holland, basically goes public with all this shit on TV. And no shit, you guys, three months later, commits suicide with his bathrobe belt and choking himself out. Can these uh, deep state motherfuckers please come up with a different way to suicide people? We've got shots to the back of the head, garrote with piano wire, fucking doorknob hangings with belts. I mean, let's get a little bit more creative because it's so fucking obvious every single time somebody spills the beans on something the government doesn't want anyone to know and they're suicide in one of these three ways. Do better, deep state. Do fucking better. All right, you guys, that's about it for this week's episode. Before I get out of here, I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are California, Texas, and Michigan. That's what's up, you guys. Thank you for listening. I know it's been kind of uh, radio silent for a couple of weeks, but we are back and ready to talk about some crazy shit. 
as far as our international downloaders. We have Australia in first, the UK, Canada, and Japan. Come over to Reddit and check out my sub, r slash Vanished in the Valley, and say what's up, or shoot me an email at vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. So until next week, be aware, and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. Are you lost?